This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got, everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. All right, all right, all right. Raider Nation, what is going on? Welcome to episode 21, 121. Not 21, man, that was a long time ago. That's where my uh, my brain is right now, scramble-brained. The game is not officially over yet, although it's over on national television. It's over in my mind. It's not. It doesn't even exist at this point. But this isn't going to be a down show. This isn't going to be a show where we start talking about, oh, we're not going to win another game. Oh, now we're not playoff you know, we're not a playoff football team, yada, yada, yada. We have these down games. We could have the same mentality whenever we played the Patriots. We could have the same mentality early in the season when we had a down game or two. It happens. We got slapped in the face. Trap game. We saw it last year, but it's not going to be like last year. It's not going to be the same. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be the same. This is a good football team. It's a hard playing football team. And look, we might get a couple pieces pack next week that are really going to help us, including Cleveland Farrell. I expect him to be playing next week. Trent Brown could be playing next week. We could have a lot of things going for us going into week 13, right? This was week 12. I don't know. I'm not treating this as as um, an overreaction. I'm not going to dump off everything that we've built up through 10 games. I'm not going to look at this one uh, week 12 matchup. I'm not going to look at this one game and dump off everything that we've built this season. It's not going to work like that because we have a good football team. The offensive line wasn't in sync. Derek Carr wasn't in his bag like usual. Josh Jacobs wasn't quite himself. Henry Ruggs, we had some sparks from him, but everybody else was, was is kind of stagnant. It wasn't what we expected. So Raider Nation, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because we played terrible today. But I'm going to sit here and I'm, I'm going to tell you that this football team is not the same. It's not the same old Raiders. Whenever you get on your television, on Sports Center, whatever you're watching this week, And they tell you, oh, same Raiders, different year, they're going to crumble. Oh, cool, everyone hopped on the bandwagon, now they're going downhill. No, it's not going to work like that. 
It's not going to work like that. We're going to flip this thing around, and it's time to really bounce back because I wanted a bounce-back game this week. I thought we were going to see something after losing a close game to the Chiefs. I thought we were going to see something this week to get out there and get a W and keep this thing rolling. But now we really need to bounce back, and we're really going to find out what this team is made of next week. That's why I feel. So like I said, of course, there's no Trent Brown this week, no Cleveland Farrell, although he's back in the facility, which is cool. Uh, no Jalen Richard, which I know Jalen Richard was really close to coming back. He could have almost been active, but I'm, I'd imagine, you know, they're saving him, which is also smart. Uh, Vic Beasley, I don't think was active. Tack McKinley, he's still, of course, going to be riding the practice squad for a few weeks until he gets fully healthy. But the Falcons came in with no Julio Jones or Todd Gurley. Now, I, I don't want to ever downplay them, but... Todd Gurley isn't that great. Let's be honest. I mean, he's been dealing with this knee injury all season long. He's just trying to get out there and play a few games. But, I mean, he's like he's dealing with, like, lifetime arthritis in his knee. He's never going to be able to play football the same because of his knee. That's not a big loss. Even Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley was probably still the top receiver on this offense right now. Julio Jones playing through injury, kind of just being, like, a little weird here and there. Um, isn't the guy. I mean, of course, still a loss for the Falcons. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I felt like it was a game that we should have won. Looks like the game the game's officially over. 43 to 6. Looking at the score now. Not man. Frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. Like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it because the offense played like crap. I mean, the defense could only do so much at the beginning. And it's weird saying that because that hasn't been the narrative all all season, really. It's been the defense barely hanging on by a limb. Maybe, maybe we get two or three games a season out of the defense, right? Well, this game. They came out and they played pretty well. They put us in a position to win this football game. And there was this really weird conservative play calling that came out of the gate. I'm not really sure what was going on. And then we found ourselves really trying to dig deep and start throwing down the field second half of the game. Um, and we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. Penalties, everything. I don't know, guys. I'm not, I'm not feeling too hot right now. Trash game. You're right. I see in the chat. Man. We're going to get into this game review, uh, but before we get in the game review, I want to give a shout-out real quick to BlackSundayShop.com. Uh, I want to double-check, but I should have it in the description. Yes, I got a link in the description. So you visit BlackSundayShop.com. I'm wearing my Abram shirt because you know what? Uh, my guy, Jonathan Abram, you know, played a pretty good game. I'm not going to lie. You know, yeah, he, he came up and he played, he played pretty good, had that pick. Played pretty good. You go to BlackSundayShop.com, and they're having, they're having major deals going on right now. And if you spend over 75 bucks, right? You get this box. What kind of Raider gear stuff that you can order comes in a box like this? Look at this. I mean, you open it up. It's got it's got the trophies on the inside. Three trophies for the Chiefs fans that are watching. Yes, it's three trophies. Probably weird to see. So you go in there. You load up on some Raiders gear. You'll be seeing me walk rocking my my Black Sunday gear for a while. Uh, it's a good some good quality stuff. BlackSundayShop.com. No promo code needed. Black Sunday Shop's just dishing out some deals right now. No promo code needed. Shoot, let's, uh, gosh dang, let's get in this game review. Look, I, I wasn't liking where this game was going from the get-go. Let's be honest. The, the the first play of the game, Damon Arnett collides with Corey Littleton, helmet to helmet. Um, he's down, looking bad. Um, not looking, I mean, was looking bad. Honestly, I'm thinking concussion, clocked him in the jaw. Uh, kind of like a little, you know, a little knockout. Like what we saw, you know, when 
looked like Nate Robinson down there for a second. No, you know, no offense, no jokes. But honestly, like he, he looked like he was, you know, in pretty bad shape. Gets back in the game, plays a little bit, whatever. But that first play, I mean, our, our defense came out great, right? Um, run defense was looking good. They had a drop pass on their end. I think it was their tight end, Hurst. Big drop pass, uh, big tip ball. Carl Nassib coming out big. Uh, and then they forced uh, the Atlanta offense like a third and 20. Bam, punt. Cool. So I'm thinking, cool. They, you know, Falcons won the toss. They're getting the ball first. I'm thinking that, cool. We're getting the ball in the second half. We got a three and out. Let's get this ball. Let's go down there and score. <sighs> Man, there's an offsides. We're taking shots. We're getting stuffed. We had a first and five, and this is like the, the first drive. If you go back and you watch the first drive of this football game, you can copy and paste on how the rest of the game went for this offense. It was terrible. I mean, we went out there. We had first and five, and we couldn't pick up five yards, and we got stuffed. Fourth down, first drive, got stuffed. Turnover on downs. Atlanta gets the ball back. They're starting at midfield or a little past midfield, I think. Uh, they moved down in the red zone. Defense, again, I mean, holds. Hold, they hold them to a field goal. What more do you ask of the defense? They held them to a field goal. There's really nothing else, right? So from there, um, Raiders get the ball back, and Derek has a fumble. And, and we've seen this. It's kind of been like a thing. That's what I would say maybe his one need to work on this year. And he's been playing great football all year long. Let's not take away this 10 games just because today was an off game for the entire offense. He's been playing great football. But I will say, DC definitely does need to work on his ball security when in the pocket. And especially during a game like this when our offensive line, I mean, the pocket was collapsing bad. And it sucks. Unfortunate. Uh, but maybe that's something, I mean, I feel bad because it, a lot of the times it's look, it, he's looking downfield trying to take a shot. That's what sucks. It's not like he's just, you know, running around with a ball and it's getting stripped out of his hands. He's taking it back on one hand. And he's trying to, you know, gun it downfield or gun it to a receiver. And that's where the strips are, are happening. Man, chat's going wild. Shout out to the chat. Drop in the chat and let me know where you guys are listening from. I appreciate you guys tuning here week in, week out. Win, lose, or tie. Raider Nation until we die, right? That's what we do. And I want to I want to shout out the chat, you know, for coming in here during a tough loss like this, an ugly loss. There's a lot of fans that wouldn't, you know, and I don't blame them for that. There's a lot of fans that don't want to, you know, watch these things. You know what I mean? There's a lot of fans that want to tune out from Raider stuff and don't want to get involved with it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's hard for me to get on here after a loss. It is because I'm a very emotional Raider fan. You know, I I, I, I take this stuff and it, it sucks. You know, I get like a good 30 minutes to an hour after the game and I'm usually in a bad mood, um, but I'm choosing to, you know, get in here and, and, and chat with you guys. So shout out to Raider Nation for tuning in and keeping it real. Kenny Kane dropping in the super chat. I love it. Uh, putting some money in. Cuss jar for when I get on. Shout out to Kenny King. I mean, honestly, it, it's a bad game. It's a flat out bad game, and there's no no other way to go about it. But we're still gonna go through this game review um, and, and see what we come up with. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the ins and outs. So after that after that fumble, um, Atlanta gets the ball and move the chat back down again. Shout out to the the live chat. Shout out to the post produced podcast listeners as well. Big shout out Raider Nation always rolls deep and like I said, win, lose or tie. So Atlanta gets the ball. Uh, they had a big, big drop pass um, in the end zone. What their receiver had a big drop pass through the hands. Raider fans, we've seen this last few games from our receivers, but it was nice to see it from Atlanta. Defense gets a stop on them again. Field goal. Okay, we're down by six points, and I felt like we should have been down by fourteen. Honestly, the way we were playing, I felt like we should have been down by fourteen. But we're down by six. We're still in the game. We get the ball. Josh Jacobs has this gnarly run. 
where he like blows up this Falcons player. And this is the second time we've seen this penalty. And this is one thing I'm going to complain about. The second time I've seen this stupid penalty of him lowering the helmet to get into his defender, into his tackler, whatever he's, whatever he's trying to do. The opposing defense hits him with his helmet low. Ah, it's frustrating. What the heck, refs? I get tired of seeing this crap. Ryan Miller in the chat. Appreciate the donation. Ryan Miller says, Cody, this was the ultimate trap game. We still got the Colts and Dolphins coming up. Don't let this get you down, Raider Nation. We got this. Hey, I like that. I like the positivity. And I'm not I'm not going to let us get down in the season, but I'm going to get down in this game for a little bit because this game was very frustrating. I don't see very many positives to take away from this thing. I got a, I got a post on Twitter asking for some positives, and there's really not much to work around. There's a few couple players that still played pretty decent games, but there's not a whole lot of positives to take away as a unit or as a football team, and it's kind of frustrating. But Colts and Dolphins, it doesn't matter. You're right. It was an ultimate trap game, but it does not matter. Like, we got to come out, and we've been looking at the schedule. Like, we got a favorable schedule. It does not matter. Any given Sunday, this Raiders football team needs to show up. John Gruden needs to not take these opponents lightly. We're not going to skate into the playoffs and save everything for the playoffs. No, we need to get after them now. We got to win these next two games. That's how I feel. If we drop under 500, I don't know how we pull ourselves back out because we got off to a rocking start against some hard teams, and you're not going to get this momentum back. So, anyways, after that ridiculous lowering the helmet call. I'm not going to talk about that too much. Um, again, more questionable play calling. I, I was really weird about how the offense was running. Real short screen passes. I don't know. Real conservative. Kind of just not trying to take shots down the field. Running the ball in weird situations. We're facing a top 10 run defense, and it's literally they were the 31st ranked pass defense going into this game. Why weren't we taking early shots down the field? I don't know. I really don't know. So we punt. Okay. That's after after two good defensive starts. Atlanta gets the ball, and they move down the field. Um, Isaiah Johnson gets in there, tips the ball, and that's a Jonathan Abram interception. Isaiah Johnson gets in there and makes plays. If there's no Trayvon Mullen or there's no Damon Arnett, Isaiah Johnson, number 31, needs to be on the football field lined about wide. That's how I feel about it. So, anyways, we get the ball back. We get a big pickup by Hunter Renfro on a screenplay. May I remind you, we're still not taking shots down the field for whatever reason. We're designing on these little screens, trying to get like little yards picked up. I don't know if we're just trying to control the pace of the game, playing not to lose. I don't know. Renfro gets a big pickup across midfield. Um, we take a deep shot to Waller. Uh, slightly underthrown, I would say. Um, Waller had a chance to you know get in there, make a contested catch. Didn't happen. Uh, from there, we had a fourth and three, right? We have a fourth and three, and we take a shot down the field. Like nuts. Take a shot down the field like nuts. Down the other sideline, Henry Ruggs, contested catch, huge. Gets inside the five. I'm like, momentum shift. This is it, right? This is it. Momentum shift. We get down inside of the five. Shout out to the super chat. I see you, Ted Harris. Ted Harris says, refs screwed us today, period. I would say the refs didn't lose us the game. Did they help us? No, they definitely hurt us, but the loss is on us. The refs just made it a lot worse. A lot worse. We got some super chats flying in. Let me hit these real quick. Frank uh, McAvillette. I can't say your last name, Frank. I apologize. Frank M in the chat says, why do we throw short passes versus 31st passing defense? That's what I'm saying, Frank. I don't get it. Appreciate the donation. Um, I don't know why we say that. I really don't. It's like, what do we have going on? this offense and this football team has been winning on deep shots. And we face a team that is one of the worst. And all of a sudden we can't do it. Does it make sense? Are we trying to play reserved? Are we going into this game thinking that we should be able to walk through them? Are we thinking it's a cakewalk? Because it wasn't. Corey Stanley says, punch Gruden in the mouth. Maybe that'll light a fire for the offense. I agree, Corey. 
I uh, completely agree. This was a punch in the mouth for the entire team. The entire team. Anthony uh, Anthony L., give me a Raiders. This team slept today. We came and, uh, let's see, we come and win. Out, we are fine. Love the show. Um, us Montana Raider fans, love what you do, man. Keep it up. Um, Anthony L., appreciate the, the donation, man. I'll give you a Raiders, man. Raiders! Hey, win, lose, or tie, man. I'm telling you, this is where we sit. And we're going to come back, and, and we're going to bounce back. We're going to get this thing going. I don't care. Mood don't change. Mood don't change. Bad game? Yes. Bad season? No. We're going to flip this thing back around. This ain't the 2019 Raiders. This is different. We got a little bit more heart. We're going to get this thing going. So, anyways, uh, we take that deep shot to rugs. Then we get a bunch of bullcrap penalties inside the five. Pushes us back. We're looking at, like, a second and goal from the 25. Ah, that was like maybe the most frustrating part of the game. I'd never seen so much crap. No, there's actually one more, but this was probably one of the biggest bullcrap things, scenarios that I've seen pushing us back like that. Be disciplined Raiders. And like I said, the refs screwed us a lot, but not even just that. Like we're kind of, we're still screwing ourselves. We still weren't playing disciplined football. We still had crappy stuff. Like we saw Malik Collins rough in the passer towards the end of the game. We don't need to be like that. We need to clean this crap up and not play against ourselves. We already got the refs playing against us. Let's not play against ourselves. Uh, anyways, we don't get very far. We're getting, like I said, the 10, kick a field goal, 3-6. to six. That's starting the second quarter. It shouldn't be that bad. We've, we're lucky to be losing 3-6 to six at this point. Man, Ivan the Great in the chat. The moderator jumping in. Appreciate the moderation always, Ivan the Great. Uh, Ivan says, play calling was suspect from the beginning. O-line was awful. Penalties killed us. My head hurts. <laughs> my, my heart hurts, Ivan. Ah, shout out to the chat. Like I said, I appreciate you guys tuning in after a loss. It's hard for me to talk. I appreciate you guys jumping in and listening. Shout out to Chiefs Kingdom. You guys have a game going on right now, but you still find a way to jump into a Raiders chat. Good for you guys. <laughs> uh, freaking goofy. Anyways, so after that field goal, Falcons get the ball back. We hold them three and out punt. Okay? We get the ball back. Not going anywhere. We punt. Atlanta, we can't expect them to, or we can't expect our defense to keep holding that offense. We can't. I mean, they've honestly, at this point, play, played great, I would say. Played great going in like middle of the second quarter. Can't complain too much. They've made stops, whatever we're going to do. I expect them to give up some chunk yards. I expect them to give up more points, right? So the Falcons get going down the field. Uh, they get inside the red zone. Finally, it's like a third and long situation. Kwiatkowski gets in there. Uh, makes like a huge hit. I mean, might have been a second along or something like that. Kwiatkowski gets in there, makes a huge sack. I mean, just completely just downhill run, gets the angle on Ryan, blows him up on the sideline, right? Ugh. Mullen has a huge pass breakup in the end zone. They held him a fourth down, and I think that was that was it. That was the play that Mullen got hurt, and that was another play. I was like, oh crap, let's not let's not be this. Mullen gets back out there on the field later in the game. No big deal. So they kick a field goal. They missed the field goal. Their tight end that was lined up on the outside on special teams commits like two penalties. I mean, he's got his hands wrapped all over the shoulder pads of our guys, throws our guy sideways, and it's um, Dallin Levitt gets thrown sideways, rolls a little bit, touches the foot of the kicker, and the kicker goes full soccer mode and decides to flop. Out there looking like Neymar flopping all over the field. I don't even understand what was going on. Ah, guys, I hate going through this because it's really pissing me off. 
Anyway, so they get the ball back, half the distance to the goal, first down, and they score. Touchdown. We're down 3-13. to 13. We move the ball down the field. Mm. We get to the 30. Brandon Parker gets destroyed. At right tackle, I hate saying that, but barely touched the dude. Came around the corner. Derek tried to get a quick pass off. Strip sack. Fumble. Atlanta gets the ball back, going down the field. Again, penalties. Shooting ourselves in the foot. We had a big pass breakup by Isaiah Johnson. And for whatever reason, Collins decided, like I said earlier, to break through and hit the quarterback really late. Man. Man. Anyways, we held him. Field goal. Halftime. Sloppy first half. Absolutely sloppy first half. I feel like 3-13 to 13 was a low-key blessing because we are playing terrible. I mean, defense played good the majority of those 30 minutes. But like I said, you can't expect it to hold Atlanta under 20 like that in the first half. The way we were playing on offense, all the turnovers we had, as much as the defense was on the field, holding them under 20 I thought was a, a very great first half. We just couldn't score. How many times were we in the red zone and, and couldn't get a touchdown? Conservative play calling, poor protection on the right side of the line, pocket collapsing. I don't know. So we get the ball back, thinking like, okay, we can turn this thing back around, get up there, get some points on the board, 10 to 13, we'd be looking great. We get the ball back in the second half to start off the second half anyways. Three and out punt. <sighs> Hold Atlanta to a punt. And then uh, we get the ball back and as after a tip pass, right? Tip pass. No, tip punt. I'm sorry, tip punt. And we, I mean, we get the ball back inside like they're 40. Great position to try and score again. Then Derek throws pick six. <sighs> we get the ball back again. We start driving down the field finally. Field goal which I thought we should have gone for it. I believe it was fourth and goal. Felt like we should have gone for it because, I mean, what's three points do for us? Three to 23 and six to 23 is the same thing to me. Why not try and make it 10 to 23? Why not? I don't know. Anyways. <sighs> Atlanta has the ball. There's some bull crap pass interference call on Isaiah Johnson. I don't know. This whole thing. Then there was a fumble by Josh Jacobs. Then the fourth quarter was just a complete blur to me, and I'm not even going to talk about the fourth quarter. Shout out to Kenny King in the chat. We're going to be talking to King, Kenny King here pretty soon. Yeah, Farrell's absence is hurting uh, the defense badly. Definitely in the run game. Definitely in the run game. I don't know, guys. This was, uh, this was a rough game all around. There's not too many positives I can take out of it. <sighs> We're going to take this quick break when I come back. I'm going to come back with the, uh, with the lights out player of the game, I guess. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best of offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. 
football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today to start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm glad it seems like everything's running smooth now. If there's any hiccups throughout the throughout the live stream, I apologize. I updated my computer to the new Mac operating software, Big Sur. And for the everyday user, it's a great update. I love it. For me, I run some pretty weird software, some complex software, and it threw all threw it all out of whack. I was down to last night up late the last three nights trying to figure out how to make this new live streaming software. I had to rebuild my entire live stream to make this work. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I appreciate all the super chats because let me tell you, everything um, that gets made or donated or anything that goes into this show, obviously, as you can tell by the studio, gets invested to create a better show for Raider Nation to sit down, win, lose, or tie, um, and discuss our favorite football team because this is a passion, a hobby for me, and um, I work. I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, humbly, I work really hard to try and make this as, as cool as possible for you guys. And hopefully one day, you know, hey, we can have as much of Raider Nation as possible in here. So quit messing around. Man, this is hard for me. This is hard for me. But week 12, no matter what, I guess we got to pick out pick out a lights, lights out player of the game, right? So let's get into it. And the lights out player of the game this week was absolutely nobody. Honestly, how do you pick somebody? I'm sitting here wearing a Jacob, uh, uh, not Jacob's, an Abram shirt just because I feel like, yeah, he made a good play. I like, I like the toughness that Abram played with throughout the game, but I don't care. Nobody was the lights out player of the game this week. Somebody has to step up. Somebody on offense needs to step up. Derek, I get it, man. Like, hey, everyone's due for their bad game. And I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hop on you that bad. I want to see a bounce back game from you, number four. I want to see a bounce back game. I want to see this this offensive line get back intact. I would like to see Trent Brown come back firing on all cylinders, and I'd like to see this offense get back to what we're known for, and that's being a top five offense in this league. Nobody's the lights out player of the game this week. It's frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, you should be pissed. Raider Katika, I see in there. Shout out. I don't know, guys. There's positives to be taken away from. I love the way Nicholas Morrow played. Like I said, Jonathan Abram with a big turnover. It was cool to see Hankins getting in there. Nick Witkowski's a dude. Trayvon Mullen's been playing great. Isaiah Johnson's been playing great. But honestly, when it comes down to it, flipping over to the other side of the ball, there wasn't a whole lot to be taken taken from. Henry Ruggs had those you know few standout plays that we've been waiting for. But it wasn't enough. There was still a few drops in there. Nelson Aguilar, I saw one go through his hands. Darren Waller, just a couple little plays here and there. Josh Jacobs wasn't the dude that we you know, wanted him to be week in and week out. Everybody struggled on offense. And it doesn't do good enough for me. When you put up six points on the board, nobody is the lights out player of the game. The only thing that was lights out was your side of the scoreboard. Because literally, it was missing a whole, whole number that we needed to win the game missing a whole number and yes 
Colin, I unpinned my tweet. Thanks. Sheesh, man. Uh, I got a chat question here. Let me hit that real quick. Raider Andy. Raider Andy says, it's always Raider Nation, though, no doubt. Win, lose, or tie. Win, lose, or tie. That's that's what we ride on, Raider Nation. That's what we do. Guess what? No matter what we're doing in here, no matter what we're arguing about, no matter what we're pissed off about, you know what we're going to do next Sunday? We're still going to put that gear on and expect a W. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. One more quick break, and then join me, Kenny King Jr., Get prepped up. Hope you're ready to go, brother. Um, and we'll be uh, be right back. Listen up, Raider Nation, because today I have a new Manscaped product for you. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. Probably not near as bad as Tom Brady, but still. Nah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. As much as that guy gets Botox, I'm sure he gets his nose hairs trimmed. Um, and even you ladies, I know some of y'all could use this thing, but fellas, it's time to keep your ear and nose hairs looking as nice and clean as your clean-shaven balls. Nobody likes plucking nose and ear hairs, so Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides the proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I'm telling you, look at this thing. Really gets after it. See, I'm good. See, because I, I use this thing often. So there's not much in there. We're cleaned out. We're good. Looking good. Got the nose hairs all trimmed up. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. Have you ever pulled out your nose hair uh, with your fingers? I'm telling you, it might hurt, honestly, more than uh, watching the Raiders' defense give up a first down on third and 14. But Manscaped is making whacking your weeds um, a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence um, while providing hygiene. And yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code RaiderCody at Manscaped.com. So uh, thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Like I said, again, get 20% off and free shipping with code RaiderCody at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code Raider Cody. What are you waiting for? Whack your weeds. Get after it. Someone in the chat calling the Weed Whacker Big Trash. The Weed Whacker dude gets after it. Don't even... Look at that. I mean, I, it's it's always getting after it. Always looking clean shaven. Telling you. Telling you. So, man... We're going to get into my chat here with Kenny King. I apologize for all the breaks mid-show. This is kind of where we make the transition over from me reviewing the game to getting my guy Kenny King's opinion and, of course, getting the fan opinions. So let's uh, let's take this quick break, and we're going to jump on over to my guy Kenny King Jr. Kenny King, real talk, talk. Kenny King Jr., what is going on, brother? Can you hear me? I can hear you, man. I can hear you. Hopefully everyone else can. 
Uh, I hope they can too because I got a lot to say. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is the place to say it. You know it. Post game. Emotions are riding high, dude, as they always are. Um, it's hard because I'm looking at this from two different perspectives, and I'm sure you're the same way. I'm looking at the first 10 games and not trying to erase those, but today was embarrassing. That's all I have to say. You know, here's the thing. I said on my podcast that this game, because of last week's loss, shouldn't be a trap game. You think that the Raiders would be pissed off about that loss. You think that they would be fired up and ready to go. Yeah, we just lost. How is it a trap game when we're coming off a loss? Exactly. And then you come in, and John Gruden even said, this is the best 3-7 and team in the league. And there were people out there saying, this is a 3-7 and team. They suck. And if you look at their record, yeah. I mean, based off the record, they suck. But if you look at the games, if you actually watch football, if you watch how they play these games, there's a couple late late leads that were blown. There's a couple games where just mistakes were made. This is not a team that is your quote-unquote typical 3-17. and 17. Now 4-17. and 17. This is a team that, you know, obviously got overlooked. Yeah. And were made to pay for it. And John Gruden has to figure out, one, he has to figure out what he's going to do to bounce back. Two, he's got to figure out a way to beat his former assistants because it seems like whenever he plays his former assistants, he gets his ass kicked. And three, the Raiders just got to get it together. I mean, all sides of the ball. Defense came out, fired up. They started playing pretty well. Injuries started happening. Offensively, I mean, we couldn't get the ball moving. Cars, three fumbles. Jacobs fumble. The pick six. I mean, there's just so many things that you can't just pin the blame on one person. This is a whole team loss. Everybody looked bad. There is not one person that looked good in this game. Man, Kenny King. I will say there's a shout out to one guy in the chat. I don't see how YouTube lets this guy get away with his name, but Duck Mother comes in and wants you to come some come hard with some facts. And I think you are. Kenny King Jr. Um, I got a few things that I want to talk about. I don't know how you're feeling right now, um, but there's there's a few topics that are standing out to me and one's the penalties and I don't know what it is I don't even know how we ended let me see if I can go to team stats here maybe not I don't know how this is gonna work anyways so penalties we had to have had what 140 yards in penalties at least yeah it was I mean it was a sloppy game, and I, I just saw that Carr said in the press conference that the de- or that the team felt flat in practice all week. And I mean, look, if you're coming off of a loss uh, on Sunday Night Football to the Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions, and you're feeling flat all week, I mean, come on, man. That's, that's something that you can't have. This is a team that is supposed to be on a playoff run. This is a team that, you know, you just get done saying this is a different six and four. We're in the same position that we were last year. And last year we we go against the Jets and we get blown out on the road. It, it's the same feeling, but this time it feels worse because this team is much better than that. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It's, def- it's definitely the, the rough and the kicker thing was bad. The defensive pass interference on Johnson was bad. There was something that I think negated a uh, – interception quitkowski right i forget what that yeah. was hands to the face or something like that something weird i don't even remember it, the, dude honestly this whole game's a blur to me it, it, i'm gonna if we didn't have to talk about it it would have honestly been mentally deleted out of my mind by now like it would have like, the raider game would have not even have happened today if i didn't have to sit here and, and talk about it now i want to talk about the offensive line struggles and this is this is one thing and this is a key to why i see this raiders football team being able to bounce back because Probably one of the worst areas of our play today 
I would say was the offensive line, and that's very uncharacteristic, right? We, I mean, Brandon Parker, who's been playing pretty good, filling in, most likely won't be playing there next week. Hopefully we get Trent Brown back. Um, but even with him there, with everything going on, Denzel Good going down, I don't, I don't remember if he came back in the game or not, but um, that offensive line has been pretty solid this year. So I see us now going into week 13. If we can get them back on track, I can see this offense kind of flowing back into its normal groove. How do you think about the offensive play today? I mean, the offensive play was terrible. Uh, I think the offensive line that was very uncharacteristic of them. Uh, you know, I've been praising Tom Cable a lot. I've been praising Brandon Parker for the way that he's played. And yeah. unfortunately, the old Brandon Parker showed today. Um, we yeah. saw that with not just Brandon Parker. We saw it a, a, across the whole offensive line. I don't know what the difference was, uh, but there was a definite change in the play of the offensive line. That has to change. Carr has to protect the ball. Jacobs has to protect the ball. They have to move the ball down the field. I mean, you have the 31st ranked pass defense and you're not throwing down the field. You know, there was a couple times where they took some shots and those were panning out. I don't know why the Raiders escaped from that. And so there's a lot of things offensively that just, you know, that stick with me that makes me say, why did you do this? What was this about? Why are we doing this? And so, I mean, and then you look over, I'm looking at the KC game and they're just running up the score on Tampa Bay. And you look at some of these games where you're like, why are the Raiders performing well in some of these games and they're not performing well in others? The audio is coming through great, by the way, Kenny King. The the Stage Door Casino Hotline um, is providing some good audio for my uh, for my my co-host here, man. This is the dude that anytime we're in Vegas, anytime we do anything, Kenny King's the dude that's always sitting sitting by me, man. It's my right hand man, uh, Kenny King Jr. The next topic I want to talk about, dude, is uh, Derek Carr. And I see some Derek Carr comments in the chat. Uh, some friendly, some not so friendly. When someone calls him garbage, I don't want to say, no, hey, look, he's been playing like a top five quarterback all season. If you're going to go off one game and overreact, cool, do your thing, whatever. Um, and then I saw someone say Carr's good for two to three games like this a year. And I will say probably every quarterback in the NFL is good for two to three games like this a year. And it's going to happen. Now, what's going to make the difference is if he can come back and this entire offense can come back next week and bounce back. So we look at these final six games. I thought, I thought they were very winnable. Today was a very winnable game. We had every chance to get in our groove early on second quarter, even the second half coming out. We had every chance to get in our groove. Now we have every chance to come out these next two games and see if we can bounce back. Because I mean, honestly, both games, in my opinion, if we want to have a solid seed in the playoff and not be playing for a playoff spot week 17, we need to win these next two games. So Kenny King, what's your opinion right now on Derek Carr after week 12. Look, I think that the reason why the Raiders are in the position that they are this season is because of Derek Carr. Now, let's look at the defense. The defense is consistently giving up 30 points a game. And so for us to say, for us to pin this whole, you know, Derek Carr is garbage. I mean, come on, look, the Raiders are six and five right now. The Raiders have won six games because of the Raiders offense. And let's face it, that offense flows through the offensive line and Derek Carr. Carr is putting up points, and he's doing what he needs to do to win. He had a bad game, and there's no sugarcoating that. There's no cherry-coating that. Uh, there's a, it's a bad game, and that's what it is. I think that this is still the quarterback of the future. This is a franchise quarterback. This is a guy who's going to lead the Raiders to the playoffs if they get this back on track. Now, seeing how the Raiders have played in recent games, this should be a game where the Raiders say, you know what, we got our asses kicked. We got kicked in the mouth. Let's bounce back and let's beat the Jets. 
But in order to do that, the Raiders have to have a good week of practice. They have to get their heads back on straight. And they got to figure out what went wrong this week because there's a lot of things that went wrong. Absolutely. Kenny Kang again coming through the Stage Door Casino hotline. Spam in the chat. I want to see some Stage Door Casino in there because that is the unofficial home of Raider Nation. I will say it's the uh, it's the uh, actual, I can say this, the official home of the Raider Cody podcast, Raider Cody YouTube channel. Kenny King, of course, um, has his nest set up in Stage Door Casino as well. We're, we're I mean, we're, we're having a good time. Um, first playoff game of 2020. When that happens, whatever the day is, whoever we're playing, I plan on being back at Stage Door Casino in Las Vegas, making it happen. And, and look, today's game isn't going to change my tone. A little bump in the road, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to get back. We're going to get back into where we need to be. John Gruden in the chat. John Gruden, I don't like your tone of voice this week. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll keep it simple. Kenny King Jr. Uh, looking at the defense, I, I think they actually held up pretty well most of the game. Whenever this game got out of hand, I stopped even judging the defense just because of what was going on. Um, man, here's another thing that I want to look at of why this team can flip everything around. If the defense can keep playing like this against Matt Ryan at home and with Calvin Ridley, they have a good offense that can put up some points. If we can keep playing like this and the offense can get semi back to what we're used to, top five, top ten, easily offense, I'm telling you, week 13, we can flip this thing back around. If we can get the pieces going at the same time, that's what's frustrating, Kenny. It's like the defense gets playing good, and then the offense isn't playing well. It's like every time we're punting, they're punting. It's like why can't we force punts on their team and then us drive down the field and score points? It's it's like every time things go not hand-in-hand, hand, but how do, you, how do you feel about the way the defense is playing? You know what? I mean – for the amount of time the defense was on the field, the defense played well. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, given the circumstances, right, given the circumstances that the defense was in, the defense played pretty well. I mean, they obviously they gave up a ton of points, but you also got to look at, you know, a ton of those points came off of turnovers. And that's that's on the offense. And yeah. defensively, I mean, if you're starting in in enemy territory every single time, it's hard to not give up points. And so the defense did I mean, they worked with what they had. I, I think that the defense can still get better. I think that missing Cleveland Farrell is huge. I think that, you know, even though he's not getting the sack numbers that people want, his defense against the run, his the way that he opens it up for players against the, in the passing game, it, it, it's huge. You know, I want to see more physicality out of the linebackers. You know, you see Kwiatkowski out there flying around. We see Littleton back, and it's the same old thing. Morrow brought some you know, energy to that defense, but we didn't see it a lot from Littleton. So there's a lot of things there. You know, we had two corners out at, at one point. We, Damon Arnett, I don't know if he's going to be able to go next week. That hit to his head. I mean, he didn't look, he he didn't know where he was. You know, Trayvon Mullen, let's see how he's feeling in a couple of days. He probably got a shot in the locker room to, to get back on the field. But I mean, so we're going to be going into this game banged up. But this team, the defensively, they did what they could. And they yeah. took what was really given to them. And unfortunately, I'm going to I mean, I hate to I hate to make excuses. I hate to make complaints and stuff. But while the Falcons were getting a lot of calls, we were not. And I mean, we I saw not. one play where Arden Key was getting choked out. I was going to say, how can we never get those off. calls? Our offensive line always gets the bullcrap calls. But when it flips over to the other side of the ball, nothing ever happens, ever. Like I mean, are literally, like you said, choked out. They will have our dudes in headlocks rushing with their hands flailing in front of them trying to get the quarterback, and there's no flag ever thrown. What in the world is going on here, Kenny King? 
You know, <sighs> I, you know, to say that there's no, to say that there's no bias is asinine. It's I mean, asinine. Anybody, absolutely. Anybody that's been a Raiders fan for you know. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and no matter how long you've been a Raider fan, you can by watch. By choice, you mean? Anyone exactly. that's been a Raider fan or watch the Raiders by choice and not by job, right. I think would be able to tell you, look, there's something going on here, and I don't know what it is. And so this is, I mean, this is what's frustrating. You know, <laughs> you know that you're not going to get the calls. <laughs> you know that you're not going to get the calls. So stop asking for them. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you know you're not going to get the I mean, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. I play defensive line. I want the calls. I, I knew that I wasn't I knew that I wasn't gonna get the holding calls on me, especially when I was playing inside. I knew that I wasn't gonna get the holding calls. So I worked on my hands and I got my hands better so I can get their hands off of me so they couldn't hold me. Well, what you know defense, Kenny adjust. King. I mean, honestly, the way you're built, the rest are probably like, look, the only way they're stopping this dude is by <laughs> <get> a penalty. <laughs> but look, this is bro, this is me in college. This is me in college and high school. These it don't matter. It could be you in middle school. I've seen your son. Off. I can imagine you were built like a beast in even in middle school. So I don't want to hear nothing. You're three or how old is your son? Two and a half? He's two. He's two. Yeah, well, I mean, He's little man a is a beast. I mean, I'd throw a penalty on him if him and Layla got a little wrestling match. So all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, look, offensively, pay, play calling was horrible. You know, they they abandoned what was good early. I feel like John Gruden dialed this one in as a loss. I don't know if the team was at Magic City or or what, but Gosh. everybody looked flat. Everybody just didn't look ready to go. Ah, man, someone dropped it in the chat. Black Sunday shirt. Make sure BlackSundayShop.com. This is the the Abram Missile shirt. Get in on that that Abram Missile shirt. There's a lot of popular shirts that have been back ordered. Uh, there's a Cerveza tee that was back ordered, real popular. Put in your $75 purchase and you get this sweet freaking box loaded with all your all your Black Sunday gear. They got, I think they got pins, they got patches, they got hats, shirts, they got hoodies paired with Carhartt. You'll see. Uh, um, I'll be sporting a Carhartt hoodie here one night. Oh man, Kenny King, I want to close this thing out. Um, I got one last topic and then I'm gonna give you one topic to close this out with. And the first one is one thing I was really excited to see, and that's not just – I mean, Nick witkowski has been that dude that's been proven, right, to be like the anchor of our defense, really. Like, dude comes in there, he gets ahead of steam, or he's in coverage, he needs to make a tackle, he makes the tackle. It's great. Trayvon Mullen's been that dude. Uh, you see Jonathan Abram playing extremely physical until the final whistle, no matter the score. That's been great. The one thing actually positive I'm going to pull from the offense, and that's something that we've been hearing all week that everybody's concerned with, and that's Henry Ruggs making those few appearances, yeah. getting some touches. Um, and that was with the offense very crippled this week. I mean, we weren't moving the ball hardly at all. If we could get things going and get things sparking, I think number 11 would have had an even bigger game, of course, as long as well as everybody else. But Henry Ruggs, dude, is, is there a reason to feel a lot better and a sense of relief after this week? Henry Ruggs with contested catches too, not just big catches, but contested catches. I think the, the, that the, one the fear, dude, beautiful, I mean, huge, huge. And this is what I talked about: is that Carr and Ruggs are going to continue to build that chemistry. We're starting to see it. Everybody wants to get the rookie involved. I mean, when you're when you're picked in the first round, you're expected to be a stud immediately. And I think that that's one of the things that obviously drives Raider fans wild. You look at all the other receivers that were taken in the first round, and they're having crazy production. But at the same time, this all the other receivers are on teams that aren't going anywhere. This is a team that should and could make the playoffs. 
So that's something to be excited about. Yeah. This is a team that's consistently, with the exception of this week and, and the Cleveland game, it's putting up 30 points a week. So that's something to be excited about. I think the, the fact that they're getting Ruggs more involved is going to show that we're going to see more of that going forward. And it's going to be Ruggs is going to be a lot harder to defend, especially as Ruggs gets more comfortable in the system. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Now, we're going to wrap this thing up. Kenny King, you're, you're bringing the heat. Stage Door Casino hotline again. Make sure every time you're in Vegas, vis- visit Stage Door Casino. Let them know. Raider Cody and Kenny King sent you to Stage Door Casino. Have a good time. Enjoy a football game. It's a little hole in the wall, but it's our hole in the wall, man. It is total... Like it's 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 a total Raider bar. It's a total Raider spot. Oh, yeah. Like where you go, you hang out, you have a good time, and it's just Raider like Raider Nation. Silver and Black's just oozing out of the walls every time we're there. We have a good time. Even my wife, man, my wife, uh, you know, <laughs> is is not you wouldn't think would be the type of girl to be built for you know like a little like hole in the wall place, and she's in there just having a blast. I mean, it's just honestly like the spot to watch a Raider game. You don't get in there unless you're wearing Raiders gear on game day, and I'll tell you because I watched. Chiefs fans get kicked out of there firsthand. So, um, Kenny King, I'm gonna give you this is this is your time, man. This is this is uh, you know what it is, man. It's Kenny King, real talk, real talk. And I want to know why the you know the six and four collapse we saw last year. We got a loss now, six and five. Why is this not going to happen for the 2020 Raiders like it did for the 2019 Raiders? I look at this 2020 Raiders and I look at the 2019 Raiders, and you have a better team in 2020. You have a better offense you have a better offensive line realistically uh you've got a even I mean hell even the defense is better i i see this loss as something that the raiders can look at and say okay we got our teeth kicked in and we need to go back and we need to get back to the drawing board and do what works for us you look at how they played against against better teams the raiders played down to their competition if the raiders want to make a playoff run they have to get better so this is where the raiders need to dig down they need to look at themselves and say are we a playoff team is this a playoff caliber team? Are we going to go deep into the playoffs? If they don't see themselves doing it, then they won't do anything else for the rest of the season. I don't see this team doing that. I don't see this team laying down and quitting for the rest of the season. I see them flying out to New York, getting in there, getting to the Jets, getting in their face, and running up the score. I see a big-time bounce-back rebound game against the Jets, and I'm booking it. Book it. Bookmark it. Save it. Screenshot it. Let's get it. Kenny King Jr., brother, I appreciate you jumping on here. We're going to take this quick break, and we're going to get ready for some fan phone calls. So if you're watching the show right now, get your phones out. Get the show on the screen, on your iPad, on your TV, whatever you got to do, um, and be ready to call in and voice your opinion. This is where you get to uh, you get to vent a little bit. I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm a mostly positive person, uh, but don't be afraid to get in here and uh, yell at the Raiders or yell at me i'm used to it i don't know look at my dms it's the same thing we're gonna do we're, we're gonna get into it honestly all the emotions that's why we're raider nation kenny king jr brother i appreciate you joining us man we'll talk again uh next week hey real quick cody uh, real quick yeah go ahead look the bums are gonna go into your dms and they're not gonna get any action if you guys really want the smoke <laughs> come to me <laughs> it's true you get left on red in my dms go for kenny king jr if you want to have some fun <laughs> Uh, good stuff, brother. We'll talk soon. All right, man.
Okay, let's try this again. Danny from Fresno, you there? Yes, sir. <laughs> there we go. I must have been dialing the wrong number or something. I don't know what's going on here, man. We switched I you, over. I heard you calling the number. I'm like, what number is he calling? Hey, call this guy answered. He's like, hey, bro, like, what do you want? I'm like, okay, my, my bad. Maybe the wrong number. So, Danny from Fresno, yeah, it's been – it's been a it, it's a, it was a rough game, dude. Like probably one of the roughest games that I've witnessed as a Raiders fan in recent years. Uh, but yeah. there's still, I think, a lot of things to be excited about with this team. But how are you feeling, man? How are you feeling after this? Uh, you know, the Raiders fall to six and five. You know, like we were talking about, man. I, I feel like a little numb. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> because, I mean, like all the cliches had nothing. Like everybody talking about, like, oh, this is a trap game. Oh, don't let it be the Jets game, you know. But I'm just like, in the back of my head, I'm like, no, there's no way. This team is way better. Like, there's no way we're going to drop it like that, right? Yeah. And, uh, man, bro. I, but it wasn't the same way. I'm going to be honest because check it out. And me and I was watching it with my uh, with my grandfather. And in the first half, we're both like, yo, these refs are really calling some bogus calls on some key plays like there was some key like that running into the kicker like that was that was dude that was terrible got blocked into the kicker that was terrible there was another one it was like a face mask call and interception that was supposed to be had i'm like it 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 was just it was bad but dude that rough in the kicker call i feel like i was watching the premier league like it it was terrible is this the nfl or is this soccer (laughs) what's going on here man it was and i called it too i called it i was like they're gonna call it they're gonna call it and sure enough there was a flag I was, yeah, uh, but like, like you and Kenny said, man, if you don't, if you don't get that there's a bias yet, like, I, I mean, you gotta just, just go back and look at the history books, man. Look, the Tuck Rule game, just look at it, like it's there, like the bias is there. NFL hates that Al Davis is the only dude to successfully sue them and win, and they, they're just gonna hold it against them, even though he's passed away, they still hate him for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, we could go, we could go on and on, but anyways, so. The penalties, man. Penalties did kill us, dude. And and, and to you were trying to look it up is 141 yards. We had 11 for 141 Ooh. yards, man. That's a touchdown and a half we gave up right there. First downs, you know, it, first downs we only had 13. We were three of 12 on third down. It was man, it was it was bad, man. Three but, um, of oh three. Of the, oh man, three for 12 on third down. Three of 12 on third down. And we and coming into this game, we we're one of the best in the league. I think uh, we, yeah, we were one of the best in the league at third down conversions. And we were three of twelve on third down today, so that hurt big time. The offense—I don't know what happened. There was a lot. Of, there was a there was a few drop balls too, because yes, Carr was getting pressured, but there was a point in the game where he kind of figured it out and he was able to scramble and do some stuff with his legs. But even on the plays that he extended, like after he realized that okay, they're going to keep getting pressure, even on the plays that he extended, he, there were still balls that were dropped that should have been catches, like on the scramble plays. So it's like. Man, we dropped we dropped the ball in numerous ways, you know. Uh, Jacobs with the fumble, Carr. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. It was a rough game for plays. DC, man. It, it's it's yeah. it was a rough game. <laughs> hey, and, and and those are gonna happen. I mean, those are gonna happen, honestly. Yeah. Um, but there's you know there's obviously room for improvement whenever it comes to like uh you know securing the ball in the pocket, especially in a collapsing pocket. And I feel for him because it's not necessarily like he's holding on to it with two hands and it's getting stripped from right. him. It's he's yeah. you know trying to make throws down the field and it's getting. Exactly. He's just trying to make a play, man. He's just trying yeah. to keep to keep the ball out just in case you see something and he'll throw it. You know, because he's that kind of guy. He, you know, he watches the play develop. You know, so I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it's one of these you just got to kind of just chalk it up. And you know, the defense played well in 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 spurts for sure. They played they played great actually in in a lot of moments. Um, and I feel like had the offense played better, we wouldn't have been looking at this game like this. You know, it, it could have easily been like you know, 24, 16 at the half, but yeah, 
the offense just left, left a lot of points out on the field. Mo Hurst showed up. I'm glad he's back. Nick K was awesome. Man, he's he's easily becoming the best, you know, offseason pickup we've had. And, yeah. and it's kind of funny because it was supposed to be Littleton, but Nick K is the one who's stepping up, you know? Yeah, but exactly. The defense, kept, the defense kept to the game. Isaiah Johnson stepped in and played played all right when Mullen came out. And Mullen is just – he keeps getting better and better every week, man. I'm excited about him. I agree, man. There's there's a lot of things to look forward to. And Danny from Fresno, man, I appreciate our first official honorary caller show this week. This is going to be something. Danny from Fresno will be the first guy I talk to every single week post game. Um, we're going to begin after it. So hopefully next week, you know, we flip things around and we can do this after a W. But yeah, Danny, appreciate you, man, getting after it. And uh, we'll yes, talk sir. again next week, man. Yes, sir, man. We'll see you next week. Greater Nation, baby. Let's get. Hey, we better blow out the Jets. I'm tired. Of, like we better blow out the Jets. They better turn it around and score 50 on him. I'm, I'm upset. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Danny from Fresno, appreciate you calling in. Let's take this next caller. And caller, state your name. Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm uh, Bruce uh, from Portland, Oregon, man. Portland, Oregon. Bruce, what is going on? How are you feeling, man? We are 6-5, and five, coming off an ugly loss. I still see some positives to pull from it, but we won't know um, if they're you know reality until next week. What's going on, Bruce? Well, you know, my frustration is, you know, I've been a, a Raider fan, man, since 1987. Okay. I'm, okay. I, you know, I'm all Raiders. Okay. But Carr, uh, you know, man, we've had this guy for seven years, man. Mm-hmm. And yes, this guy's playing, this guy's been playing good, but, you know, and I know they're going to have uh, bad ones, but man, I am, I am just pissed that we just continue to keep losing to teams without their best players not on the damn field. Julio Jones and Gurley were not there. Yeah. Why didn't the Raiders come in and smash these guys? And, and this is the same thing. It's a, it's, it's the same old Raiders. It's the same crap. You know, uh, me personally, I, I hope this doesn't offend people, but we ain't going to win nothing with Carr. Carr to me is just like his brother. He wasn't, he was nothing. We're not so going to win with this guy. So who do we win go. with? We're not going to – I don't know who we're going to win with, but we're not going to win with him, man. Like, this team, man, had a chance at the trade deadline to try to go out and get uh, another receiver, you know, somebody else. I mean, I, I don't know what what uh, holes we need to fill, okay? You yeah. know, but we – you know, we should have made, you know, something, man. We should have tried to bring in a receiver, man, you know, because – you know, like Rubs is great, man. I love the kid. He's but he's still a rookie. Yeah, I, I just still don't understand. I, yeah. I don't get it. No, it's hard. You know, I know what you're feeling because it's it's a uh, it's an emotion right after a loss, and it sucks. Now looking at things, I I can see you're not gonna point at two games this season with the Raiders that I would say Carr didn't have a good game this year. Right out of eleven games, I could look at two games and say Carr didn't have a good game. And I think it's easy to look at probably honestly every single NFL quarterback and say, ah, they didn't quite have that game. Mahomes had one against us. You look at Russell Wilson, he has his bad games. You look at Lamar Jackson, um, I mean, half of his games haven't been very good. So for Derek to have two bad games and for him to, you know, the six wins were produced really from number four. We've only seen, honestly, in, in the last three years, I would say I've seen one win from the Raiders. I think it was the, the Broncos game where it wasn't really produced from Carr. It was produced from the entire football team. And that was nice right. to see. And that's not something we see very often. Now you plug in any quarterback into this offense. And I'm not sure I would take, 
And this is why I call him, I mean, I'll forever call number four right now this year a top five quarterback just because how many quarterbacks would you plug into this team right now and say that they would have a better record? Because I don't, I can't name five. That's why he's a top five quarterback to me, for me, for this football team. So um, I get what you're saying because it, it's emotional um, and it's it's year seven, um, but there's a lot of moving parts to this team that's, you know, I've, I've struggled with. Uh, that's been really hard, and it's cool to see the defense get back together, but it sucks because I feel like the offense can't put things together at the same time the defense does. And it's like when at some point, you know, I mean, we, we I can put it on individual players all day, right? We, we can blame the quarterback. They're always going to get the most blame. But who I'm going to blame the most is coaching because I've seen bad rosters win a lot of football games because of coaching. So across the board, it's time for John Gruden, Paul Gunther, Tom Cable, everybody at some point to take more responsibility, put this football team together because we've seen every single player on the field right now play at a high level. Every single one of them. Defensive lines had their struggles the last two years, but I think it's time now for everybody to start clicking as a piece and find those missing pieces to this puzzle because it's there. Now it's on the coaching staff to make this football team a great one. You're correct, man. You're correct on that, man. Uh, But, you know, go Raiders, man, but I love it. You know, this kind of stuff, you just can't go out and play uh, against the Super Bowl champs, man, and play like that. And then I agree. come and throw a dud, you know. Just, it, Dude, it was say, ugly. Man, just, it was an ugly loss. That's I'll what I'm give, saying. I, I'll give the benefit. You're right. The coaches, yeah. if they don't shape up, then, then they're the ones that need to go. But, I mean, I don't know. But I'm a Raider fan. Win or loss, man. That's all that matters, bro. That's all that matters, bro. Right. That's all that matters. We're all Raiders fans. And we're going to get on Thanks here and, hey, hey, call in every time. It don't matter. Come in. I respect your opinion. Good stuff, man. Woo. Sliding through. Coming in with the third caller. State your name. Where are you calling from? Yeah, Rev Mike from Boise. Rev Mike from Boise. What's going on? I saw you at Stage Door Casino last week. We are sitting out at 6 and 5. How you feeling, Mike? Well, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm just pissed you should about be. play calling. Yeah, you should be. Yeah, pissed, yeah, I mean the play calling today. I mean, was just not. It was just not good, and I hate kicking field goals when we're inside the five. You know, it's just, I know. It's just I thought we. I thought we should have went for it. Honestly, at that point, we we went from so we kicked that field goal and it went from a three score game to a three score game. So like, what was the point of it? Just right. to put points on the board. Yeah. Ah, go right. for it. Like we yeah, need to make those plays to flip things around. I don't know. That's it. That's it. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I know we, we always get bad calls. A lot of teams get bad calls against them, but it seems like we get more. It seems like we're playing two teams every Sunday, you know, and, but the truth is we still got to kind of play through that. Cause if you go back yeah. to the tuck rule game, I mean, we could have still won that game, you know, and yeah. we just kind of gave up, you know, and, and it is what it is. We got screwed. I mean, totally got screwed, but we still got to just kind of play through those things. And I know there's people that want to say, you know, Carr's the problem. Carr had a bad game. Our defense has got to play better when Carr has a bad game. Period. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so you can't you can't give up forty points. You know, it's just you just you we're giving up forty points. It seems like almost every week. Honestly, it, it just shows like way. this week that really this team was their wins ran through number four. Like if number four doesn't have a good right. game, we're not gonna win. And I mean, there's there's right. NFL teams out there that you know the ones that win, your quarterback can have a bad game and your team's still going to be in it. 
You know what I mean? You're still going to be That's in right. it. It can go either way. We're dealing with a football team yeah, that, yeah, you know what, they're there. And they're, they're our difference from being a decent team to being a really good team is on how number four right. plays. And we saw that today. And look, yeah. hey, no quarterback, I don't care who you are, I don't care what MVP form quarterback you are, is never going to put together a full, beautiful, great 16-game season. You're going to have a couple hiccups in there. Exactly. So this is yeah. what this is the difference maker. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. If number four and John Gruden and this offense, this offensive line, Trent Brown gets back out there, Josh Jacobs picks his head up, and we get out there and we start playing some bully ball again, then that's the difference maker right, right now for this team. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, as Dustin says, on to the next one, right? Hey, so, hey, hey, hey. Look, look, look. Uh, and <laughs> on to the next one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling that's you, man. Exactly. So. So I'm, you know, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. I'm going to Cabo San Lucas with my family. So be enjoy watching the jet game from Mexico. I hope. Yeah, enjoy it. Hey, <laughs> Rev Mike, I appreciate you right, calling bro. in. Enjoy the trip with your family, All right. man. All right, thanks, man. See ya, man. Talk soon. Good stuff. That's gonna do it for the callers. <sighs> man, Raider Nation. That's it. Six and five. Nothing else we can do right now. Rolling smooth. Big hiccup in the path right now, um, and there's not much else that can be said for it. Shout-out to the Stage Door Casino Hotline for always providing a line for fans, and not only do they provide a phone line for fans to get on the show and talk about the Raiders, uh, they provide a spot for them, the unofficial official Raider Bar uh, of Las Vegas. You get down in there and hang out. That's where you watch the game in Las Vegas. That's where I'm at every time I'm in Las Vegas, so come down hang out with us uh, in the playoffs because I'm not changing that tune. We're going to do it. So... Raider Nation, appreciate you guys joining us. And, uh, man, it's time to bounce back. Make sure you hit the thumbs up, subscribe to this channel. I'm sure you already are, but if you're not, change it. And we'll talk uh, we'll talk soon. We'll talk in a few days. Peace.
At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. Simple Mobile is different. You can get a powerful nationwide 5G network all without a contract. It's the reliability you need when you need it, with no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speeds not yet available.